0: Welcome to The Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. In this episode, you're going to hear a previously recorded conversation that was part of the live series called Leading Through the Storm, which I held back in April of this year, 2020. Now, because this was a previously recorded conversation that went live, the audio quality is not as good as usual. And even this quick intro here has a lower quality than what you might be used to. And that is because I'm currently traveling. So for those listeners who listen in frequently, you'll hear a difference. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, know that usually the audio quality is a little bit better. But nevertheless, it is a decent quality and you're going to get a lot out of the conversation with Mari Shaw. So let's dive in. Sean, thank you so much for being on this uh, call with us today. We are in session number six, day three of our five-day live series on leading through the storm. And I'm particularly excited and thrilled to have marie Sean on here because she is an executive coach and a mindfulness coach, and expert who works particularly with senior leaders on their presence and their communication. She brings a wealth of wisdom with her and she is sharing this with us today. She will also, as a quick sneak peek, we will do an exercise at the very end of the session to so stick around for some very practical tips to help you cope through this crisis starting today. So this is the topic of this talk, Coping with the Crisis Using Body Intelligence and Mindfulness to Make Better and Faster Decisions as a Leader. Jean, thank you so much for being here. And I'll just give the mic over to you. Uh, uh, take us from here.
1: Thank you so much, Ramona. I'm really glad to be here with you and with all of you during this really, really challenging time. Last Sunday, so that would be what, three nights ago, I got a call from the owner of a nursing facility where both of my parents had been living for about eight years. My mom just passed away in January. She calls me and she says, Marie Jean. I need you to join our leadership team immediately. We have nine COVID cases. We've lost two of our patients, of our residents. So this struck me so deeply because this is a facility where we're really like family and I care so much about all of them. So here's her situation. Not only does she have the COVID situation, you know, the residents, mm-hmm. people dying. She's lost three quarters of her staff oh, wow. because they didn't know how to handle. They're not trained like nurses and doctors. All right. They called in an emergency, kind of like a SWAT team, doctors and nurses from all around the country mm-hmm. in conjunction with the County. And I'm working alongside all of them. We're a team working together and I'm helping with the leadership. So That environment right now is what I would call a VUCA world. Yeah. The word VUCA, as many of you may have heard of, it's a term that came from the military and it's what they use to describe many of the situations they're often in. So V stands for volatile, you know, the U is for uncertain, the Mm C is for very complex, and the A is for ambiguous. I'm guessing that every one of you as a leader right now is most likely feeling like you are in your own VUCA world.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe people aren't dying right now. And I hope not, actually. I want to acknowledge that perhaps some of us do have family members right now um, who we've lost. That's important to acknowledge. At the same time, you are leading a team, a company, perhaps, where you don't know, are there going to be layoffs, right? It's volatile. It's uncertain. What's the burn rate? How much money have you got a budget? Are you pivoting? Are you dropping that product? Are you having to create a new one? And of course you're managing all your teams virtually. Now that's a whole new world. And then you're, having your family, you're worried about health issues, right? And you've got kids maybe that are like bursting in, in the middle of a call. So that is definitely what I would call a VUCA world. Mm -hmm. So now the question is like, how do you deal with that? Right. And the way that I, over the years have developed an approach, it's something that I use with a lot of the people that I'm coaching, is I teach them about body intelligence. I first started an inquiry around this when, it was about in 2001, and I was on an executive team in a tech company that grew really fast. We had filed for an IPO, and some of you may remember, in 2001, the dot-com bubble burst. So our IPO did not happen. Two weeks later, we're at an off-site, And of course, we're going back thinking, all right, clearly some of this was out of our control, but what was in our control and what did we possibly miss? Were there some signs? And that got me thinking, okay, where does intelligence come from? Where does information come from? Traditionally, we've thought of everything as coming from data points, right? We have data, we have facts, let's analyze them. Let's do a SWOT analysis. I started getting curious about, is there some other kind of information that we don't figure out here, right? And that started me on a path of studying neuroscience, trying to understand how we come to decision-making. Basically, what I came to, to learn is that our brain, this part, the brain that we usually think of here, does not have a monopoly on intelligence.
0: I love the word we monopoly. We have, pardon? <laughs> I love the word monopoly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't, right? We have multiple
0: mm-hmm. brains.
1: And you, you may have heard of a reference, like we have a second brain. And the second brain, they often call us the stomach. You're like, what? The stomach? Actually has 500 million neurons. hmm the heart also has a lot of neurons. So we have these different parts of our entire physical being, and they are really like a super highway. They are transmitting both the neurons, hormones, and chemicals back and forth information. Mm-hmm. Some people come into this world already fine-tuned to get that information earlier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Others of us don't, but the good news is that you can train yourself to get that, to learn for those signals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the question is, like, what, what, what does it matter that I get these signals, right?
0: Well, let me pause for a second. Is this yeah. what do you say? This is when we refer to the gut feeling of, yeah. sort of, what what we've already have yeah. used as an old term.
1: Exactly. Right. You've we've often heard that it's been mm-hmm. for. Probably your grandma, your great, 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 grandma, right? So yeah, listen yeah, exactly. to your gut. You know? Yeah. And that's because we, are, we actually knew that our body, when you're, when you're in a certain situation, some of us will feel something in our stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's in your throat. Sometimes your palms are sweaty.
0: Yeah.
1: But we've, what we've learned is that our thoughts and our emotions first come through a physiologic sensation. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say it's a Halloween, you know, those Halloween haunted houses and you go in and there's one of those bowls. Remember those ones where it's got the goop in it, right? And, yeah, and yeah. You, know, you don't know that they take your hand and they say, put it in here, right? So you put it in the bowl and then you're like, eh, right? Whatever, yeah. maybe you love it, whatever it is yeah. that however you respond, yeah. but basically you, you physiologically responded. So what yeah. happens is that the body sends a signal then to the insula. Which mm-hmm. is the part of the brain that now integrates the physiologic, the message of what the body just got, mm-hmm. and it integrates it with emotion. And so now your body is, and this is all happening in like nano, nano, nanoseconds, yes. right? Suddenly you feel perhaps disgust. Yeah. But you don't have a name for it yet. You feel it, right? Then that gets transmitted to your prefrontal cortex. And that's where it gets labeled. That's where it becomes like, oh, I'm disgusted. That is gross. And then you make a decision about what to do about it. I'm never putting my hand in that bowl again. I'm never going to the haunted house again. Or I love it. I'm putting my hand in the bowl again, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So that to me was just a fascinating piece of information when I started understanding that we can learn so much from our own physical part of us. But,
0: so, so if I recap, it's basically, I, I take an action or huh? I see something or experience something. I have a physiological reaction to it. Yeah. That that's coming. That's coming first. That sends a signal to my brain that then triggers a thought and then a, a feeling such and as and a feeling. Yes. And then an action. Yeah. Okay. And then so an for
1: action. a leader, right. So let's say, um, so earlier, I think, or maybe I didn't say this, but, um, for example, We often know that poker players, it's known that poker players studied them, right? They've seen Mm -hmm. that they have physiological reactions and that influences them. And they've also know that Formula One race car drivers have Mm -hmm. very, they're great at this, uh, what's called physiologic Mm pre-signaling. So for a leader, let's now jump to here, you're a leader. You're, I'm not a race car driver and I'm not a poker player, right? (laughs) But yeah, right? Okay, so how does this relate to me? Well, what it can do is that if let's say you're in a high stakes meeting and you're, you know, maybe you're feeling, someone says something, right? Mm-hmm. If you're able to notice, cause it's going to show up most, most likely it's going to show up first in your body. You're going to get sweaty palms. Let's say you get triggered. Someone says something and you're like, oh damn, they're going to torpedo my project. Yeah. Or, or, or they're taking credit. Have you ever been in a meeting where you're like, my God, that's my thing. You're taking credit yeah. for that. You get yeah. angry or you're, you're, yeah, some, yeah, something yeah, is yeah. coming up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe then you don't show up the way that's going to be most productive for you. Two things mm-hmm. could happen. You might show up in a kind of combative way. Mm-hmm. Like You might come at them in some way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You might withdraw, right? Mm-hmm. Or you might kind of just clam up. Like mm-hmm. maybe you just kind of go into like a glaze, right? And you just like, all you can do is you're flooded. Have you heard that term where you're totally flooded? flooded? So totally. this is very similar to, you've heard of this, fight, right? Mm-hmm. Flight or yeah. freeze. Yeah. So you're triggered. So when that happens, you're not showing up at your best and you're not able to make the best decisions. You're not able to be really clear and calm. hmm When you're in a meeting, if by contrast, let's say, if you were to able to notice that your hands are getting clammy or that maybe you're getting tightness in here, right. Mm -hmm. Or in your stomach or wherever it shows up. If you're kind of in tune with that, that could be signaling to you, okay, I'm getting triggered. Now that's the first step to become more self-aware. Yeah. The next step is then to be able to manage yourself. And that's harder to do, Mm -hmm. but it can be done with training. Mm -hmm. And there are some really easy things that you can do that could help you learn to manage yourself in those meetings.
0: And I think this is actually a really good point because what I'm, what I noticed with doing this type of work with clients is that sometimes they make a request or come in and they say, I need to uh, work on my reaction. I'm getting Angry too fast, or it's out of control, or I withdraw too quickly, and I need to stop withdrawing or stop getting angry. Um, and 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 I totally understand. I'm I'm looking at it the same way. I just how to get rid of this. I don't want this anymore. I want to react a different way. But really, what I'm hearing you say here too is that that we're still getting triggered. But really, the key to making a shift fast is to acknowledge when we get triggered and then to recoup and recover from that trigger and manage it quickly within seconds yes versus yes. being reactive to the trigger and letting it take over
1: exactly exactly right? it's
0: less about not getting triggered and more about managing our reaction to the trigger yeah yeah
1: yes and there's so there's these two parts as i mentioned earlier the first one is you have to start training yourself to notice mhm some people are very uh, disconnected from yeah. their like they don 't notice and and that 's very common well, I could speak for myself that I had kind of separated here to here because to for me to be a woman in leadership and I was often the mm. first and only woman, I felt like yeah. to compete it had to be all from here all the time right? oh, yeah. so I had really in a sense kind of disconnected from this part it's like i'm a, mm. none of this part is showing up right because I was usually the first and only woman maybe mm-hmm. sitting in that executive room, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it can take time to start getting to know what your body is doing. That's the first piece. And then the second piece is to start learning how to create what I would call a pause. Mm-hmm. The pause that allows you in that period of pause to make a different decision. There's a, a quote from someone by the name of Viktor Frankl, Mm-hmm. So Viktor Frankl is, is known as the Holocaust survivor, and he also, and I may get this wrong, I believe he was a, a psychologist also as well, and what he said is that between stimulus and response, there is a space, mm-hmm. and in that space is your freedom. Yeah. Because there you can choose how you want to show up. Obviously, as a Holocaust survivor, that's why he survived. Yeah. Either he came into the world that way or he was able to, when someone was going to, you know, this is life or death. Like, how are you going to show up right now? Right? Yeah. He could pause long enough to make a decision that impacted him his survival but perhaps many other people's Mm -hmm. so in our world here right now we've got a lot of very high stress situations as well
0: very Mm -hmm. uncomfortable situations yeah
1: very uncomfortable situations yes yes um and i would love to kind of show you Mm -hmm. some ways that we that you could very easily start training yourself to learn how to have that pause and also to learn how to notice what's going on in your body. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time that. to talk about that.
0: Yeah, I would love that.
1: So basically the way that you can start helping yourself. So the best way to, to create a new behavior, which mm-hmm. is what we're doing, is or building a new habit, is to tie it to what we call an anchor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: An anchor being something that you do regularly all the time. Right. Let's say if you, you get out of bed, you immediately put your feet on the side of the bed. That's an anchor. Right. And then you could choose to do something um, like every day. I'm going to now stretch 10 times because that's what I've decided I'm going to do, right? mm-hmm. whatever it is. So what I would invite you to do here is before. And I don't know how many video Zoom calls you're going to be on, but you can choose to do as many times as you want. But before you go on to a Zoom call to give yourself just maybe two minutes extra. Put your feet on the ground, kind of just sit up, and basically take two breaths. You can close your eyes if you want, or you can just focus them downward. And we'll, we're actually going to practice this. We're going to do it. And I, I'd invite you to stay on the line and do it with us, because to be honest, this is really, I found, really calming also. So you'll take two breaths. And Mm -hmm. while you're taking those breaths, you're going to focus, pick one part of your body. For example, it could be your feet. You'll just pay attention.
0: (laughs) My first instinct is my head, but that's probably not what I should pick. (laughs) I would invite you to, you know,
1: maybe it's your nose, maybe some piece of it. Yes, yes. yes. So, or your hands, maybe the weight of your hands. Just Mm -hmm. noticing that the weight of them, Mm -hmm. you might bring your attention to your stomach or your chest. Just pick some Mm -hmm. part. of your body. All right. So that's one thing you do and we'll practice this in a minute. So it becomes, so you kind of get a sense of how to do it rather. So that's not just like me again, it's not just cognitive. It's going to become physiologic. You're going to learn through actually doing it Yeah. All right. So that is, it's as simple as that. That's what you can practice. Now, if you want to practice a little more deeper, you can also do something called a body scan. Mm Mm-hmm. You could do this before you go to bed it's a lovely practice to kind of if you're having a hard time going to sleep and i have to say i'm i rarely have a hard time going to sleep and lately between the pandemic as it affects the leaders that i work with who mm-hmm. i care about so much and their teams and i know the impact that that's making on people's lives and the nursing home i'm having a bit of a hard time so a body scan i have one that i've actually recorded Okay. So we'll share that with you and you can listen to it. It's a guided recording and it literally has you kind of scan every part of your body in a way that's, that, that's calming. So that's a way that you could, you could do something longer that also helps you has added bonus of helping you get to sleep. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is, this is great. Just specifically yeah. if I feel more anxious on a day or if a hard time going to sleep or just I'm in the middle of the day and I notice, gosh, I'm, I'm a little bit at my edge that's a good time to just lay down, do a body scan.
1: You could do it in the middle of Uh, the day. I mean, the beauty is right. We're at home. (laughs) It's like, it's like,
0: okay, I'm just
1: going to go lay down on the floor for a minute here and you could listen to the scan or you could learn how to do it yourself or you could not do it during the day. You might just wait till evening, just start experimenting. You're going to have to figure out what's, what's right for you. Perhaps more practical for when you're, during the day and things are just back to back to back to back is this other what i call micro practice i was talking about mm-hmm. and maybe now would be a good time for us to to try it together so when i talk about body intelligence it is really in a sense it's a form of mindfulness it's a form of and mindfulness is really learning to just to pay attention mm-hmm. okay in a lot of mindfulness practices which are some meditation you're paying attention to your breath, right? Here, I'm having you pay attention to your body and your breath. Mm -hmm. So something else that you might find interesting is to maybe check out a couple of these apps. There's a a number of them. There's Headspace, there's Mm -hmm. Calm, there's 10% Happier, trying to think of some others. Um, They're all, I think, offering all kinds of great promotions right now. And some of them will have body scans also it's important to find, you know, the right, the right voice and the right, they all have different kinds of personalities who are guiding you. Okay. So that was the other resource I wanted to make sure to to mention.
0: Awesome, so it, it, in, in, to recap what we've talked about, basically the, the key is to acknowledge A, what environment we're in. And the fact that for all of us, this is this VUCA environment, we're being stretched as leaders, we're in more stressful situations than usual, more uncomfortable situations than usual. And this is uh, a time where it actually sort of presents itself as an opportunity to look inward and reflect on, uh, and create this awareness of how are how we're showing up during the day, what may be triggering us, mm-hmm. uh, and then how are we reacting to those triggers, and how do we feel that in our body, what what are our body sensations? Yes, that we that we can gain awareness of, of what the reaction is, or the chain of reactions. Of reactions is. So then that we can anchor in and, and add such small practices <laughs> like what we're going to do right now, or the body scan or to the breathing techniques and reflection. I know coaching does so much in this type of work to help people understand their behaviors and then make small tweaks to shift uh, and change the, the way we react. And in that, what you call the stimuli and the response within that moment that space. Mm-hmm. That space where there's freedom of choice, and to really use that moment, that space to make the best decision that serves you and serves your team and those around you, uh, so that you can have the highest impact as a leader. Yeah, beautifully. Did I forget said. anything? No, I think that's Sorry. it. And I think the only thing I would add is that it, in addition
1: to allowing you to have more space to make a decision about how you show up, the sh- mm-hmm. it also it's going to allow you to. Make a decision more quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And to perhaps be more calm and yeah. clear during those times. So yeah, you're in high stress, high stakes environment as a leader, and yeah. these techniques help so that you understand in the context of what I do often with coaching, we'll be tackling all kinds of different topics when I'm coaching with, but often. This tool is really helpful, whether doing like a keynote speech, whether they're doing an all hands, or they have a difficult conversation coming up, or they notice that they don't show up and they've been told that yeah. in, in meetings. So it's it's good for all of those types of situations.
0: And by the way, this is an important point to add this little this little side note to this, because sometimes I know that people who've never experienced coaching, they wonder what is coaching about, or coaching is this thing that's for executives. But what I find what's often behind the scenes and not visible to us in, in the general world and the general public eye is that the people, the senior leaders, the executives, but you know increasingly more so the, the mid-managers and new managers as well, they actually work with coaches and they practice and rehearse those things. They practice the breathing and they do the work on emotional intelligence, body intelligence so that they can show up at, with, with this clear presence, this calm presence presence and clarity in their communication um, that we're all admire, And we think they're either born with it or it's just comes with age, but no, they actually putting the work in, they're working with coaches like you, and they're doing this type of work to, to really hone in on those skills.
1: Yes. And I would just add that many of the coaching sessions I'm having with leaders right now, some, <laughs> the first thing we'll do is right, because things are so stressful right now. Mm -hmm. Is we might just, I'll just say, what's top of mind right now, right? Mm -hmm. We have goals and things we've been working on, but what's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Do you, would it be helpful right now if we were to just take a few breaths together? And almost hands down, everybody's like, absolutely. Let's just do that right now, right? Yeah. So this is the beauty of of actually focusing on the breath, by the way, in particular, Mm -hmm. is that you have the breath with you all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing you come into this world with and is the last thing that you leave Mm -hmm. this world with. Mm -hmm. It's free. It's there for you. It's a Mm -hmm. tool, right? Mm -hmm. So focusing on it um, can really help you calm down and stay focused and be able Mm -hmm. to make better decisions, faster decisions Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and show up in the way that you want
0: as a leader. Yeah. And tap into those multiple intelligences. So you're not driven by the fear, flight, or freeze. Uh, yes, exactly. Right? The re- reactions. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all this and explaining how these all connect. Why this is not woo-woo, but why this is, you know, science-based and yeah. there's all this neuroscience behind it and a lot of evidence that supports this. And obviously the, the personal evidence that you have with doing this type of work with so many senior leaders and executives
1: Great. and your own experience
0: as well, in particularly in the nursing home and, and the other work that you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I know everyone is pretty stressed and I know your time is short. So let's do something that's going to give us, as we say in the business world, a really high ROI right now. <laughs> we're going to take, I'm going to put on a timer and we're going to literally just take two minutes. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some breathing Awesome. and I'm going to just guide you. So invite you to put your feet flat on the ground mm-hmm. and to sit up, not really rigid, but not also leaning back in a chair too much like this mm-hmm. and having your hands resting in your lap. You can, again, close your eyes or you could look just down at the ground. Mm -hmm. And now bring your attention to your feet.
0: Okay, and everybody, but don't just watch us. (laughs) So Close your eyes and do evidence. Yeah, you're just
1: gonna guide, we're doing it all together, right? So bringing your attention right now to your feet, noticing, noticing your feet on the ground Noticing the weight of your feet. And now bringing your attention to your hands. Notice the weight of your palms and of each of your fingers resting on your legs or on your lap. bring your attention to your breath. In fact, I'd invite you to put a hand on your stomach and another hand on your chest right now. And as you breathe, notice what happens. What part of your body first inflates, what part second. And as you breathe out, what happens. We're just going to do a number of breaths together, and I'll be silent while we're doing that. is totally normal. That's what humans do. Our brains are constantly thinking. Gently bring your attention back to the process of breathing. I'm a type A person. It is very, very hard for me to have a quiet mind. And what I have learned is that if I'm kind to myself, If I don't beat myself up and go, oh my God, you didn't do 20 breaths without thinking of something. Instead, I just notice, okay, wow, look at that. My mind just went away. I am really good at having my mind go away. And then I just bring it back and I go, okay, just refocus on the breath. No big deal. Let me just take a few more breaths here. Now, just slowly bringing your attention back to our call and fluttering your eyes open. So that was a little longer than we would normally do a micro practice just before a meeting. Although if you like it, you can do it as long as you want and as long as the time allows you. But you could literally just take three breaths before a call and that could ground you enough and remind you to stay connected to your body. Mm -hmm. Now, once you get in that call, if you notice that that's the thing, you're starting to notice what's happening with you, right? Your body, your sensations. Maybe you didn't notice the sensation because you're just learning this. You're not noticing what's going on in your body, but you're noticing the emotion right away. Okay, just go, wow, I'm noticing that, okay, right? You can take a breath. Now, clearly you're not gonna go like, excuse me, everybody, I'm triggered and I'm taking a breath. (laughs) (laughs) you're just gonna be pretty (laughs) undercover here, right? Just pause. Nobody needs to, people don't have to talk all the time. Just Mm -hmm. pause and just take a breath. Just like focus on your breath. No one knows you're doing that. Maybe take two Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then come back to where you're at.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Pauses are very powerful as a leader in a meeting, if you pause, people will wait for you. They'll be wondering what's coming next. So on that note, I just want to share with you all that just remember that intelligence comes in many, many forms. And don't forget the wisdom from the body.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and Don't forget, you've got your breath with you at all times.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jean, well, for sharing this pleasure. with us today. So much wisdom and so many great tools that we can apply right away. And the beauty of being remote right now is really no one can see that my hand is on my stomach. <laughs> and I'm breathing or that I'm focused on my breathing as I'm watching, observing my emotions. So very practical tools For uh, those of you who want to know more, we'll put the links down below. Thanks so much for joining in, uh, listening to this, doing the work that will help you lead from your best, uh, from your power source, from your best self, and therefore be of best service to your team right now as we're navigating through this storm. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.